everyone and welcome back to Bitter Breakups. My name is Elizabeth. Here is where I tell you about the craziest, funniest, and maybe even scariest relationship stories I've ever heard. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Most of you have probably heard of this case. Gabrielle Venora Petito, also known as Gabby Petito, was a young woman who was traveling across the United States with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Their trip started on July 2, 2021, in Blue Point, New York. They were traveling in Gabby's 2012 Ford Transit van and documenting their trip on social media. That first month, they visited several national parks and posted videos on YouTube, photos on Instagram, and quickly grew a following. On August 12th, a witness called 911 claiming that the couple was fighting in front of the Moonflower Community Cooperative in Moab, Utah. That couple was later identified as Brian and Gabby. The caller told police that they saw a man slap a woman twice. The witness said it looked like Brian was trying to leave Gabby and take her phone and leave her before she eventually climbed into the van. The witness said that they heard Gabby say, Why do you have to be so mean? before they drove off. Officers eventually located them and pulled them over. They found Gabby crying heavily in the passenger seat. The whole thing was recorded on police body cam and has since been posted online. When I watched it, it brought me to tears. You can feel how much she was hurting. She kept telling the officers that it was her fault, she blamed herself for everything, and said that it just got out of hand because of her OCD. You could tell that she was scared. At first, she downplayed the physical altercation, but eventually told officers the truth. Gabby told them that Brian kept telling her to shut up and that he grabbed her face. When officers talked to Brian, he said that he tried to get Gabby to just calm down, but she kept trying to take the keys from him, so he pushed her. He said he knows he shouldn't have, but he just wanted her to stop. You can see the full video of the police altercation on YouTube. Officers wrote in the report that at no point during the investigation did Gabby stop crying, breathing heavily, or compose a sentence without having to wipe away tears, rub her nose, or rub her hands on her knees. Although neither one of them wanted to press charges, police arranged for them to spend the night apart. On August 17th, Brian took a flight from Salt Lake City to Tampa, Florida, leaving Gabby alone for several days at a hotel near the Salt Lake City airport. She checked out on August 24th. It was later explained that Brian went back to obtain some items and empty and close the storage unit to save money as they contemplated extending their road trip. Brian returned on August 23rd to rejoin Gabby and continue their trip. Gabby's mother said she last spoke to Gabby on August 25th and that she was told they were traveling from Utah to Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Parks. August 25th is also the last day Gabby posted anything on her Instagram, which were photos of her in front of a butterfly mural in Ogden, Utah. There have been several witness statements claiming to have seen Gabby and Brian between the 27th and the 29th. One witness stated that on August 29th, around 6.30 p.m., she saw Brian hitchhiking near the Jackson Lake Dam and dropped him off around the entrance to Spread Creek Campground. 
He didn't want to be taken farther than the entrance, despite it being several miles from the van. The witness said the closer they got to the campground, the more antsy Brian got about getting out of the car. On August 27th, Gabby's mother received a text message from Gabby's phone that said, Can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. This message raised concern for Gabby's mother, who said Stan was Gabby's grandfather and that she never referred to him by his first name. Then, on August 30th, she received a text from Gabby's phone again that said, No service in Yosemite, and that was the last text she received from Gabby. A few days later, on September 1st, Brian returned to his parents' house in North Point, Florida, in the Ford Transit van alone, with no sign of Gabby. Then on September 6th and 7th, Brian and his parents went camping at Fort DeSoto Park in Peleus County. I personally found this a little odd concerning that Brian just got back from basically a cross-country camping trip. And to the laundry family, everything seemed normal with no signs of concern for why Gabby didn't return with him. September 11th, when Gabby's parents still hadn't heard from her, they officially reported her missing. Once news of her being missing hit the media, people all over the country started looking for her, posting her photo, calling in tips, and doing everything they can to help find Gabby. It didn't take long for people to accuse Brian of doing something to Gabby. It made sense since he showed up back to his parents' house without her, in her van, and refused to help police. Four days after Gabby was reported missing, Brian was named an official person of interest, and Brian's parents got him a lawyer, who advised him to stay silent and refuse to talk to anyone. Honestly, that just made him look extremely guilty. At this point, they didn't know if he did anything to her, but the fact that he wouldn't help police find her made it obvious that he did something. Police had surveillance on the laundry home and saw Brian leave on September 13th, in his car, and they believed to have seen him return on September 15th, but it was later discovered that he did not return. It was his mother who was seen returning to the house in Brian's car. Then on September 17th, Brian's parents reported him missing and claimed they hadn't seen him since September 13th. Following that report, police got search warrants and seized the vehicle that he was last seen driving as well as the Ford Transit van and an external hard drive. On September 18th, a couple posted a video on YouTube with footage of the van that Gabby and Brian were driving. The footage was shot on August 27th around 6 p.m. in the Spread Creek camping area. This was the lead that police needed. Soon after, the video got so many views on social media and police started a search of the area. The next day, on September 19th, human remains matching the description of Gabby were found in the Spread Creek camping area in Wyoming, not far from where the Ford Transit was previously observed. Her identity was confirmed and an autopsy determined that the manner of death was homicide by strangulation, which is determined to have occurred three to four weeks before her body was found. This devastated so many people 
This is not how we wanted this to turn out. On September 23rd, an arrest warrant was issued for Brian due to his unauthorized use of Gabby's debit card to obtain $1,000 or more between August 30th and September 1st. At this time, Brian is still missing and is now considered to be on the run. With the search for Brian continuing, on October 5th, Brian's sister did an interview with ABC News and encouraged Brian to turn himself in. Eventually, Brian's father joined investigators in searching for Brian in the areas he used to frequent. During this time, people all over social media were trying to help locate Brian. There were several theories and possible sightings, but the days kept going by with no luck of finding him. The longer he wasn't found, the more and more guilty he looked. While the internet was going crazy with all the theories of what's going on, where Brian is, and who is helping him, the most common one is that Brian's parents were helping hide him. They were acting weirdly normal considering their son's fiance, who had been living with them for the past year, was found murdered and they didn't seem to care at all. But there's no evidence or proof that they were helping him. Unfortunately, this case didn't end the way me or most of America hoped it would. On October 20th, Brian's skeletal remains were found and some of his belongings in an area that had been recently underwater due to flooding. His remains were confirmed by dental records, but his cause of death couldn't be determined by an autopsy, so they were given to an anthropologist for further examination. Now, you're probably wondering how his body was reduced to nothing but a skeleton so quickly. When the area that he was discovered in was flooded, it was infested with alligators and other wildlife that is presumed to have contributed to the decay. A little over a month later, it was announced that Brian's cause of death was a self-inflicted gunshot wound, so the manner of death was suicide. When this became public knowledge, most people said Brian committing suicide was a solid omission of guilt. But unfortunately, with no solid evidence, Brian being deceased, and no suicide note, police couldn't officially say Brian killed Gabby. This case sparked more public interest and coverage on the news and social media than any other missing persons and murder cases. Public involvement in the case, including witnesses and other posting their theories and observations on social media, protests outside laundry home, demanding answers, a candlelight vigil for Gabby in her hometown, and donations to the Gabby Petito Foundation established by her parents to support searches for other missing people. And with the increased interest in the search for Brian and Gabby led to the discovery of five bodies of missing people. While some posts on social media regarding the case were helpful in the investigation, many of them have been characterized as insensitive, unhelpful, monetized, motivated motivated by increased exposure or outright misinformation. As of today, January 21st, 2022, it has been released that Brian Laundrie wrote in his notebook that was found with his remains confessing to the murder of Gabby Petito. It's sad that Gabby's family won't get real justice for what Brian did to her. He took the coward's way out, 
I don't know if what he did to her was premeditated or a crime of passion, but I do know that Gabby deserved to live a long and happy life. My opinion of Brian Laundrie is that he was a controlling, abusive narcissist who emotionally and physically abused Gabby to the point where she was terrified to leave him. She, he used manipulation to make her think and feel that everything was always her fault and that she was always the problem. She didn't deserve to be treated that way. No one does. If you're in a relationship where you don't feel safe or truly loved, please reach out for help and don't be afraid to leave. Sometimes being on your own with a fresh start is better than trying to make a relationship work that isn't meant to be. It'll be hard at first, but you will get through it. share your story, please email me at realbitterbreakups at gmail.com or on Instagram at realbitterbreakups. Thanks for listening.